This is episode 8 of the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast with Tyler Mongan providing a summary of episodes 1 through 7. Welcome to the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast. This is your host, Tyler Mongan. I am the president of Haku Global. This is a space for globally-minded experts to dialogue about the future of leadership with a focus on the key question, how can leadership be more intelligent about futures? From this conversation, innovative wisdom, practical tools, and actionable insights emerge to help future-ready leaders thrive in an uncertain, complex, and exponentially changing world. Let's jump in to the dialogue. Aloha, and welcome to this episode of the Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast. This is your host, Tyler Mongan. In this episode, I want to do something a little bit different, and I want to share a recap of the first seven episodes. This is something that I wish more podcasts would do so we could get an overview, a brief understanding of what is being shared and talked about in these programs, and then decide if we want to go back and dive deeper into a specific episode or a specific idea that we really thought was valuable. Now, at the end of every podcast or flowcast, I call it, I ask the guests, what's one word that you want to leave leaders so they can be more future intelligent? And I want to just briefly read those words to you. And they are increased bandwidth, next quarter century, not next quarter, empowerment, awareness, vision, ambiguity, character, empathy, foresight, hope, amphiloskepsis, which means navel-gazing to the point of boredom, and flourishing. So take a moment and let those words soak in. These are some of the departing thoughts of the future's intelligent leadership guests. But now I want to dive in and, and give you a summary of each episode. And in this first episode, I was joined by guests Paul Gibbons and Adam Patanowitz. Adam and Paul both agreed that resilience and change is a key skill in the future. Adam points out that there are often two key ideas with respect to change in the future. The first is that we are passengers. We have no control and our life is going to be disrupted. The second is that we are drivers. We are defining the future and building it. If you're a passenger, then you need agility to rapidly adapt to change. If you're a driver, then you need innovation to create new futures. Now, one popular corporate solution to the changing world is digitization. As Paul points out, though, 80% of organizations are trying to transform digitally, but only 25% succeed. This puts CEOs in a tough place because they can either invest a lot of money in that 25% chance of success or they can ignore digital transformation and risk being irrelevant in the future. The reality is even with digital transformation or any organizational transformation, if you have the same people with the same mindset and same levels of thinking, you typically get the same results. So it's difficult to scale digital transformation or any transformation across the business. Now a lot of this deals with the immunity to change which is often driven by the fact that our nervous system is either overstressed or oversaturated with information. To make a change, we have to be able to process new information. This stress and information saturation is due to increased connectivity, 
and higher information load. And compounded by the lack of any real cognitive upgrades in our brains. We have on one hand this rapidly advanced in technology and on the other a primitive cognitive fitness. This results in a gap in our ability to utilize technology and manage it properly and also to understand the consequences of this new technology. Paul Gibbons mentions an image of aliens looking down on us and wondering who is in control, the human or the smartphone which the human is constantly responding to. Leadership needs to upgrade their cognitive and, I would add, emotional intelligence to deal with uncertainty, complexity, and exponentially changing futures. Technology is developing very fast, but governance, on the other hand, is very slow. Technology could displace hundreds of millions of jobs over the next 10 years, and leaders need to be ready for that. The technology gap between those who have access to technology and those who do not is growing and this could create mass inequalities. Leadership cannot outsource their accountability and responsibility for future consequences. They need to upgrade their cognitive and emotional intelligence and I would also add futures intelligence to create deep and rich futures that benefit everyone. So in episode two, I was joined by Shanoa Farnsworth and Dr. Catherine Hall. Shanoa started the conversation with the statement, don't build futures in an isolated room. A lot of times futures are built in our head, especially in the startup space, without any engagement with the real world or customers or investors. A business idea can be great, but unless you can make that idea relevant and connected to an audience, then no one will invest in that idea. Startup executives and CEOs are often skirting that fine line of delusion and competence. To make a future business or idea a reality or even to grow a business beyond its current profitability is risky and it can seem delusional to people from the outside. A leader needs to believe in themselves and their idea, but they also need to demonstrate competency to achieve their goals. And this takes time and trust. The other day I was reading an interesting study on trust showing that there's a growing gap in leadership trust. And one key thing that builds trust is competency. The other one is ethics and moral. Your ability to understand your capabilities and capacities to actualize a future aligned with your values is essential for the future. This relates also to the placebo effect. Dr. Hall mentions how placebo was thought to only have psychological effects, but now they're showing real physiological changes associated with placebo. What this means is that your mind can create something from nothing. Given a pill that is just sugar, your body manufactures positive physiological changes, not just psychological, simply because you believe it works. The placebo also points to the fact that we don't know why something works, but it can still work. There was a study done in 1950s at a Hawthorne, Illinois electric company where they wanted to determine the effects of lighting, break times, and length of day work on employee productivity. Now what they found is very interesting. They found that no matter what they changed, for example, increasing or decreasing break times, they observed that a positive effect in productivity. So when they went back and looked at the study, what they realized was observing employees at work was the key factor for increasing productivity. By telling people that they're being observed, they become more productive. So leaders need to dive a little deeper into understanding the real effects of their decisions and actions. Leaders need to be honest, one thing we find out with the placebo is that even if you tell people they're getting a placebo, it still works. 
So don't build futures in isolation because the future is collaborative. Be honest about the good and the bad of the future and treat yourself to the power of the placebo every once in a while. In episode three, I was joined by Sean Webb and Bronwyn Williams. Sean starts off by stating that leadership is about understanding your mind and the minds of your team. And Bronwyn adds that leadership needs to be proactive and not reactive. Going back to episode one, this means being drivers, not passengers. If leadership is emotionally attached to old mental models, it ends up being reactive and biased. When leadership takes space to look up and out into the future, they have the opportunity to be anticipatory. However, in the current fast-paced, short-term focused, high-stress work environment, leadership is often resistant to the changes required to be proactive and anticipatory. Sean notes leadership needs a better understanding of their future expectations and perceptions of what happened when they take action so they can manage emotional reaction and reclaim the ability to think. And this is important because leadership needs to be able to think about far futures and that requires the ability to activate imagination and creative design. Leadership also needs to realize that they are not creating futures for them alone. They need to bring their teams into the future with them and that requires strong relationships that cannot be outsourced to AI. In episode four, I was joined by Dave Snowden and Craig Weldon. Dave starts out by mentioning three things future leaders need. The first is context awareness. The second is enhanced cognitive diversity. And the third is coherence of ideas. I would also add coherence of physiology. And you can go back to the episode and and listen to Dave expand on these ideas. Craig adds to this list by stating that leadership needs flexibility in the face of the uncommon and unanticipated and a clear commander's intent or leadership intent. So this intent is a clear description of the vision and mission statement so that when communication fails, subordinates or employees understand what to do and can continue the mission. These skills that Dave and Craig talk about are especially important in times of uncertainty and complexity. They allow leadership to take whoever walks in the door and make them perform at their best. Some models to look at for this are the crew model and the heuristics models of military. Further, leadership needs to understand that this is not so much about the person, but about the connection and interactions in the workflow that make the biggest differences. These connections and interactions form the culture, not the individual people. If you change the interactions, you change the culture. Leadership needs to explore the power of two narratives. The first narrative is about themselves as a leader, who they are, what they stand for. This develops self-awareness and surfaces leadership bias. The second narrative is the ones their employees or teams are telling about the organization. This allows for real-time feedback about the organization. Together, these two narratives can help a leader shape the future, even in uncertainty and complexity. In episode five, I was joined by John Sweeney and Philip Gishaw. John starts by stating that leadership needs to be clear, which is an acronym for curious, learning, and unlearning, experimental, ambiguity, and reflection. Philip adds that leaders need self-awareness and to move away from industrial and towards collaborative futures. John notes that values and mission and vision are not always collaborative, and we need to focus on the inner narrative and self-awareness because these are the lens that shape the vision of the future. And Philip 
sees two futures being pushed at us. One is the narrative that's broadcast through the mainstream. It's a narrative of high-tech, AI-driven robot future. The other one is a human and collaborative future that we don't hear much about. We have to remember that these narratives are powerful. They bypass the conscious mind. They anchor into our deep subconscious. And they pull us into the future, especially as we start to own the narratives. Now, a really interesting point that John makes is how language, the language we use frames a narrative and has a huge impact on how we respond. For example, there was a study on how language shapes solutions. When crime was framed metaphorically as a virus, participants proposed investigating the root causes and treating the problem by enacting social reform to inoculate the community with emphasis on eradicating poverty and improving education. However, when crime was framed metaphorically as a beast, participants proposed catching and jailing criminals and enacting harsher enforcement laws. So this shows that the power of narrative is important for not only thinking about the future, but also for discovering solutions. Leaders need to be aware of the power of the intentions and assumptions that are underlying these narratives that they share. One way to create inclusive narratives is through increased diversity and collaboration to create narratives that others want to be a part of. So in episode six, I was joined by Claire Nelson and Sonia Rasula. Sonia starts by noting that leadership needs to accept the reality that the future is unclear and be willing to be vulnerable and admit that they are uncertain about the future. Claire adds that leadership needs to understand that the choices they make today shape tomorrow. So they need to be intentional about their choices. Now, one key idea that came out of this conversation is that leadership needs to understand the bigger and deeper narrative that we're all a part of the same future. The future is not about 1% thriving and 99% failing. Leadership is not about one leader's future. It's about creating a shared vision of the future. When leadership embraces a global story, we all succeed. Most people don't understand that they are a part of the story they don't understand that they have personal power to shape the future. A leader needs to empower others to see their place in the global story and realize how that one simple thing that they do is part of the bigger human legacy. Now in episode seven, this final episode for the summary, I was joined by authors Flynn Coleman and Drew Dudley. Flint starts off by mentioning that leadership needs to learn how to thrive in the uncertainty of the future. And Drew agreed. He said that he wished he had one superpower, and that was the ability to be comfortable in uncertainty. Even though a leader cannot see the steps ahead, they cannot be paralyzed. They need to build momentum towards a future. Understanding personal values can help build momentum and supports decision-making in uncertainty. Leadership also needs to understand how to build values into the future. The choices we make, the algorithms we create, have values built into them, and we need to understand the nature of those values and the consequences they have on the future. Maybe we need to have a deep conversation about the values of leadership in general. History has shown that leaders have had negative values that caused great harm in the world, and leaders have also mobilized and inspired people to do harmful things. So without a deeper understanding of the values that we desire in leadership, there's a potential that history will repeat itself. Part of the problem with leadership is that we have old mental maps of what it means to be a leader. 
Strong, tall, loud, commanding, decisive, male. And we've been trained to look for these characteristics in a leader. But that's not the only image of leadership. Everyone can be a leader. Leadership happens in daily interactions, not in chunks of time. Leadership needs to create safe places for others to emerge as leaders. We need leaders to pass the mic to those who have not had a voice and give up their seats to those who have not had a seat at the table. So I hope that summary was useful and valuable to you. If you found some nuggets of gold in there, you can go back and listen to the full episodes. And I hope to see you in the next Futures Intelligent Leadership Flowcast. Aloha, this has been your host, Tyler Mongan. I'll see you in the future. Thank you for joining us today on the Flowcast. To get a summary of today's dialogue, find out more about today's guests, listen to previous episodes, or discover more about Haku Global's neuroscience-based Futures Intelligent Leadership programs or customized strategic foresight and innovation sprints, visit us at www.haku.global. At Haku Global, we believe it is time for more Futures Intelligent Leadership. The future is something we need to think more intelligently and feel more deeply about so we can collaborate to discover today's solutions for future problems. If you are in a leadership role and need support or training to scale futures intelligence across your organization, then contact us at Haku Global. This is your host, Tyler Mongan, and until next time, have a preferred and conscious future. Aloha.